We did this eight times. Amazing. We're here at the Shit Shack live. Well, live right now. In it's Beverly weird coming. Hills. It be, yeah, in Beverly Hills. It's funny. There's a lot of suits in here. Suits from the network. And because it's, you know, a modern company, they're not suits at all. They're skinny jeans and Nikes. And everybody's looking cool. And then we show up. <laughs> we got here uh, about half an hour ago. Ready to roll. And by roll, I mean drink and discuss a couple of things we're going to talk about. Everyone's kind of looking at us like, are these homeless guys that just wandered in here? Yeah, some of the construction workers from out in the street. Yeah, you look like a construction worker. You got your plaid shirt on, your jeans, your blue jeans. You you very much look like you came from Iowa. But I got to say, that plaid shirt reminds me of the 90s, especially that other plaid shirt you were wearing yesterday uh, while you were doing drugs. It very much reminded me of the 90s. Kurt Cobain? Kurt Cocaine? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, like every fat bearded guy is legally required to have at least five flannel shirts in his closet at all times. Right. Sometimes you wear a Hawaiian shirt. You know what they said about that on The Simpsons? Uh, right. There's only two guys, two types of guys who wear Hawaiian shirts. One, a big fat party animal or gay dudes. So, so, so which one am I? Uh, you could call him A, call him B. I don't judge. <laughs> Anyways, here we are. Valley Boys, episode eight. Join with us in the studio. We got uh, our new engineer. It's it's different every time. He doesn't have a mic, but uh, he's kind of eavesdropping. Listening to this. By the way, I can't hear myself in the headphones. Can you? No. All right. Yeah, we got no sound in the headphones. It's all good. He'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, it's awesome coming in here and yelling "fuck shit balls" in front of all the suits. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the high the- studio suits. <laughs> No, this is such a chill company. They let us do whatever the fuck we want. Uh, how many people could say that when they go to work? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is what everybody aspired to do when they grew up in high school. Exactly, yeah. So, let's start off with, uh, you were interested in going to a Lakers game. Well, I w- yeah, I was interested in going to a Lakers game. Right after Kobe died, but what happened? Well, and I kind of knew this was going to happen too, but just for shits and grins, Decided to pull up the tickets on StubHub. Cheapest I could find, sitting in like the, the corner, up in the nosebleeds, up against a wall, $727 before taxes and fees. <laughs> because it was the first game uh, that they were playing since Kobe had died. Right, but, so everybody wants to go and be like, look at me, I've been a longtime fan of the Lakers. Uh, here I am, selfie, selfie, selfie. Right, take a video from inside the stadium that seven people, including like five family members, will see, and that's what your $700 will get you. <laughs> Jesus. So. But they, but StubHub did mention that they're donating pros, uh, a certain percentage. Oh, there's the headphones. You got it? Yep. Right yep. on. Thanks a lot, man. So StubHub mentioned that they're selling a, a portion or giving away a portion of the sales to what? Uh, to benefit the victims of the helicopter crash. Okay, now, but they didn't say how much they're given. Right, right. So I don't know if it's just like from the fees that they would normally collect or if they're going to take a portion of the like 1,000% increase in ticket price. You would think that, fee. right? Except that's not how StubHub works. StubHub is just like Craigslist for tickets. So the people that have the tickets set the prices, and they knew that everybody's going to want to go to the game, so they, they jacked up the prices. The if they're donating any money, it's from the five bucks or whatever it is that they make per sale. Right. Yeah. Either either that or if they get a portion of the sale, whatever it is. But either way, it's like 
all right, cool, man. Way to take advantage of people during a vulnerable time, you know? No doubt. And no matter what, it's a tax write-off for them. That's how it goes with any company that says that they're donating whatever. They're not donating it. It's just a it's a, it's a tax write-off. They get uh, all of that money that they, they quote-unquote donate is just a write-off for them. It's less money they have to pay in taxes. Yeah, you look good to the general public. Everyone has a fuzzy, warm feeling in their heart. And nothing. They was- get free advertising. Yeah, they get free advertising. It's uh, Doug Stanhope talked about this. I'm not going to go into the bit because I don't want to butcher Lord Stanhope's words. But he had something about, oh, they put a they put a little pink ribbon on a soup can. Oh, cancer's cured, everybody. Point <laughs> zero 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 one cents are going to cancer. And that's it. Like, the, the, I mean, again, I'm not going to butcher it. You'll have to go and dig deep into Stanhope's catalog on Spotify or wherever. Hopefully the Himalaya app. That's where you're downloading it. Yeah. High Studios. Get yourself the Himalaya app, listen to the Valley Boys, and every other podcast you listen to on there. We're actually not paid to say that. I just use it myself, and I'm sharing it with everybody. Uh, so the Super Bowl finally happened. It, fe- it felt like it was going on forever, the whole playoffs. And then they do a two-week break because they do the All-Star game the previous Sunday and then and then the, the Super Bowl. I'm a little disappointed. I'm a 49ers fan. I'm a very casual football fan, though, I got to say. I'm not right into it but i i do have a team it's the 49ers since i was a little kid you know 90s kid uh right is that why you were wondering why uh why the kansas city chiefs were allowed to uh, tackle the uh catcher the 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 catcher for the 49ers and uh when he was trying to uh, score a uh, home run right yeah, the centerman and the and the two defensemen it, it very much confused i didn't actually watch the game uh i did however have it up on Google. I was with my daughter. I'm not going to watch football, but I did have it. Up. I, I Googled Super Bowl, and it shows you the score, the live score, and where where the ball is and all that. So I, I was just refreshing that every now and again, and I thought the 49ers had it. You know, going into the 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 fourth quarter, they were up by what ten? Yeah. And then and then and then and then and then they they pulled an Atlanta Falcons is what they did. So the the exact same scenario too, which was ridiculous. So. Atlanta ran the ball down the Patriots' throats the entire first half of that game. Get up 25-3. to They're riding the gravy train on biscuit wheels. They got this locked in. All you have to do is get to the second half, just run down the clock, go in the locker room, you got yourself a Super Bowl title. Except they get to the second half, decide, ah, we're going to start passing. Didn't do it in the first half and have no idea if this is going to work or not, but we're going to fucking do it. And we're going to be committed to it the rest of the game, even if we lose, which is exactly what happened to the 49ers. Damn. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it, it's funny. So my teams are the L.A. Kings have been since I was living in Alberta, Canada, yep. as a little kid because of Gretzky. Oh, God, yeah. So you know he's not a bandwagon fan with that uh, dumpster fire of a team. Oh, yeah. I was into them for when they had one of the worst records ever in NHL history. I was still like, well, it's fun to go to the games and drink beer. <laughs> but I also like the Detroit Tigers. That's my baseball team. Again, I'm not sure why. I think because it's a cat. You know, when I was a kid, I was picking a baseball team, and they sure. have they have been to the World Series twice in relative recent history. Once in 2006, they lost to the St. Louis Cardinals, and I fucking hate them for that. I'll always hate the Cardinals. I call them the shitbirds. Fuck them. I, and, I think everyone hates the Cardinals unless you're a Cardinals fan. Right, but here's the weird thing: they the Tigers were also in the World Series in I believe 2012. And they lost to the Giants, and I I don't really hold resentment for the Giants. They they you know they played they played a good game, and here in L.A. you can't really say that out loud. Everyone hates the fucking Giants. Like oh you're a Giants fan, get the fuck out of here, or we'll beat you to the hospital. 
Yeah, I, yeah, literally what happened to that paramedic. It was a paramedic of all people that got a, got a brain injury. Hang but, on, the paramedic that was responding to a fight, or he just no, happened no, to be a paramedic? No, no, he happened to be a paramedic okay. who was a Giants fan, was watching a game at Dodger Stadium, and then after, uh, presumably the Giants won and caught himself a beating out in the parking lot afterwards. It what a bunch of a shit. Coma. What yeah. a bunch of shit. Yeah. See, I love sport. I love rivalries in general, and I love friendly rivalries. It's awesome. Like when you go to so living in Winnipeg, being a Kings fan, I would go to the games in my Kings shit. You know, watching the and the first half of the game, like the first period, and so up to the second period, people would be like, "Hey, buddy, LA's that way," and everybody would kind of laugh, and you know, I'm like, "Oh, you gotta be," <laughs> uh, and everything's all good. Towards the end of the game, once the Jets fans would get drunk, they're so aggressive. Uh, and outside of the MTS Center where the Jets play is City Place, which is a hilarious little dumpster mall. It's it's Portage Place's little redheaded cousin, and it's just a garbage. Uh, who knows why it exists? But it, it, it's the biggest public urinal in all of Canada. Well, Portage Place is yes, and its its little cousin is trying so hard to be that uh, as big of a urinal. Um, <laughs> but it's it's the same thing. It's a it's a it's a place you can yeah go to the bathroom and no one cares. Uh, anywhere in it. So you have to cut through there to get to, like, you know, where, where, where the exits are. So I'm, I'm walking through there after a game wearing my king shit, and everybody, everybody walking the other way is like, fuck you! It's like, dude, you won, relax. Fuck you, fuck you! One guy slapped my hat off, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. But Winnipeg's bad for that, man. There was a, uh, they were playing the, uh, the Islanders one time, and an 11-year-old boy was wearing a John Tavares jersey. You know, he's a John Tavares fan. He's one of the best players of modern in, in the modern age. Sure. And uh, a bunch of drunk Jets fans poured beer on him. This is an 11-year-old kid. But shout out to John Tavares. He heard about that. And he's like, no, nah, fuck that. So he sent him a new jersey and invited the kid to come out and do the warm-up skate with him. That's fucking awesome. Man. Yeah, it's like, fuck you, Jets fans. And most of them are cool. Most of them are awesome. You know what I mean? It only takes a few bad apples. But it's, But hockey in Canada is a religion. It's just like football here. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I talk or baseball or whatever. Right, and I I talk shit about the Broncos fans all the time too. But you know, same thing. Me and a buddy went one time. We were wearing Steelers jerseys to a Denver game, and uh, like two different occasions. One, uh, I'm waiting in line to take a piss. Right, there's an old drunk guy behind me. He's been loud the whole time. Waits till I get up to the urinal. You know, whip my junk out, and I'm taking a piss. And then he decides to start talking shit to me. You know, when you're at your most vulnerable, standing literally dick in your hand. Yeah. And looking back, you know, if I could do it all over again, the power move would be to just turn around with my junk in my hand and just, and while just I'm keep still pissing, pissing on him. Yeah. Oh, dude, for, why did you do that? Well, because there was a couple nice guys behind me in between me and the old dude. So it's okay, like yeah, yeah. they were being cool. So, you know. But yeah, so I'd have to kind of weave my way through them and right and, and cork it off and then yeah yeah and then you start pissing flow. again when I yeah it was it was going to be a complicated matter but anyhow uh, but then on the way uh, uh, back to uh, my seats my buddy went and got some uh, sausages for us you'll uh, brought worst and, and you love your sausage I okay. there's a brand of joke well I, if I'm gonna watch a bunch of large muscular men sweaty and tight spandex colliding into each other there's nothing better to enjoy it than a, a hot warm sausage in my mouth so on the way back my buddy's walking down the stairs and he's got a Steelers jersey on him a Steelers fan he doesn't give a shit but you know whatever so he uh starts walking down the stairs this fucking drunk dude just smacks his shit right out of his hand and says fuck the Steelers mind you Denver was winning at that point like 10 to 7 
It and doesn't seem to matter with drunk sports fans who are like, fuck the other team. I don't care if my team's winning or losing. Fuck you. It, right. So, like, transport drunk sports fan from the MTS Center in Winnipeg to Mile High Stadium in, in Denver, and it's the same guy. But So I had, a, I had to hold my friend back from trying to beat the shit out of this drunk asshole. Then his drunk son who was with him started talking shit, and then I had to hold myself back because I wanted to beat the shit out of the drunk son. Like, we just we just went back to our seats and... Like fuck, man, and like the the guy just didn't get kicked out. They just sat there and got fatter and drunker. Now, is this the time that a series of your friends got kicked out of there, or one of your friends got kicked out of there, or you did? No, no. Uh, you're thinking about the night I got my DUI. So before I got my DUI, my uh, buddy who was with me, who was equally trashed, decided to uh, jump over the uh, the barrier under the field. And this is at the at, at Mile High, yeah. Okay. And, and uh, he he decided he was going to sneak into the locker room post game. And uh, he he got on the field and then was able to like get towards the tunnel and like no one stopped him or anything until Jesus. then. But yeah, and then like five minutes later, he finally comes back out after they're kicking him out. <laughs> He's like, get the fuck out of here. See, it would have been on the news if he was naked. Yeah, well, and, uh, oh, God, that was another story with that dude. Yeah, Colorado Dave is that guy's name. Uh, I got plenty of stories about that dude. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, one of them. He's in jail for murder right now, by the way. Yes. Oh, God. We'll talk about him in the future. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, For now, (laughs) let's build him up a little. What did Colorado Dave do? This isn't Dumpster Pig Canadian Dave that you are subscribed to. This is some other Dave. Yeah. no, There's There's two of us. There's yeah. two Daves in the world. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, Dirty uh, Moose fucking Canadian Dave, and then there's Colorado Dave. <laughs> but yeah, no, Col- Colorado Dave, uh, yeah, one time, this was a completely different scenario. That's who I, I did most of my uh, horrible drinking days with. And he decides to start stripping naked in the SUV, <laughs> climbs through the sunroof opening, and slides down the windshield bare ass while we're driving down the street about 40 miles an hour. It, Jesus. I just got one question. Is, yes. Was this guy ever in a band? There's a chance he might have been in a Colorado, probably would have with that dude, country band, I'm guessing. See, my old band, Senior Dinosaur, would have invited him to join the band. Sure. Yeah, it's like, did you have any musical ability? No. No, doesn't But when you slide down an SUV, uh, bare ass, going 40 miles an hour down the street, yes, you're in. Dude, that's how we got our bass player. <laughs> <laughs> you just saw the dude naked on the streets like you, sir. Shout out to Robin. Well, no, he was the public defecator in the band, and which which is unrelated to, again, here we are talking about it, the six podcasts in a row. Fuck you, Dick Rivers, if you're listening. But we, no one took a shit on your stage. But at that time, Robin was going through a public defecation phase, and he would take a shit somewhere. <laughs> like, whatever. It happens. A public uh, defecation phase? Like, what triggered it? What, was dude, it some- I don't know. I, I Like... I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in Robin's psyche. I'm no. not going to say his last name because he's he's grown up since then. He no. was the youngest member of the band too. Uh, but you were talking earlier about corking off pissing. Yeah, uh, that happened with that band. We were pissing on Dick's bar, like on from the outside, and I was like, "Watch out for the cops." <laughs> and so Craig, shout out to Craig Leatherdale. He's a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I'm a 49ers fan. That would have been awesome if we were together for that. But anyways. He was the one facing the street, and I'm taking a piss on Dick's door, making sure to get the door handle, and uh, the cops drive by, and I see the brake lights illuminated against the reflective surface, and I knew it was the cops, because all of a sudden, it just stopped, and then this young cop pokes his head out the driver's side, or sorry, the passenger side, and he's like, hey, are you just peeing? And I was like, no. He's like, yeah, you were. Really? You're going to lie to me right now? You were just peeing right there. And I was like... 
And then he sticks his head back in, and you see the old cop in there just being like, what are he sticks his head back out, and he's like, no more peeing on buildings, and he leaves. I look at Craig. I'm like, why didn't you do the do the sign? We had a little sign. If there was cops nearby, it was you make a little bird noise. You know, you go, cop car. <laughs> so you know the police are nearby. <laughs> and it's funny. I told my dad that, who is a cop, and he thought that was hilarious. And he, he, he didn't do it, and I was, I was so mad at him, and he was drunk, and he's like, well, I couldn't fucking see the street. Like, what if you were on the street, and then you couldn't see the fucking car? I'm like, all right, relax, buddy. It's uh, like, fuck you, but relax. <laughs> drunk, drunk people looking Anyways, up for Anyways, I corked people. it off. I corked it off when I saw the cops. Nice. Like, all of a sudden, there was no pee coming out of my penis. Oh, you got to be careful for water hammer, man. That's how you bust your balls open. Right. So, But, man, the sports. Oh, did you see at the end of the game? Did you see at the end of the Super Bowl? This is a little bit of a side note. Um... Patrick Mahomes, that's the only reason why I'm glad the, the the Chiefs won. It was like when the Tigers lost, I was cool with the Giants winning at the time because I really liked this one player on the Giants who had a big beard. I don't know his name, man. I don't remember that. It was 2012. Who the fuck knows what happened then? Uh, but Patrick Mahomes, 24 years old, is it cra- he's more than 10 years younger than us. He's 11 years younger. That means that when we were basically getting out of school, he was just starting. Yeah, and he's already. That's how far into the future we are. Right. And he's already achieved more in life than we probably will in Oh, there's 10. no question. Yeah. One minute of his day is more than we will accomplish in our lives. But what I'm saying is, uh, well, getting back to the point, he after the game, they were like, so what do you do? What, what, what's going on? He's like, well, we have our team meetings and we chill. Big thing is chill. We watch TV. And one show that we like watching is live PD. And That's I was a like, good one. Oh! Because that's what Brandon Blackburn produces. Like he's 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 a producer here at High Studios. He's also a television producer. Not to double dick the, you know, dip your dick in multiple links here and promote. I don't know, we're allowed to talk about whatever the fuck we want. Brandon Blackburn's a producer on that, which is hosted by Matt Eisman, and Patrick Mahomes was talking about that, and I was like, that's amazing. That's the biggest shout out there could possibly be for a TV show. Yeah, dude you- wins the fucking Super Bowl, and he's like, how do I relax? I watch this show. Yeah, you got a hundred million fucking people watching that interview. Right, and it couldn't happen to a better person. Brandon Blackburn, he's fucking hilarious. We text all the time. He's he's a uh, one one of the producers slash executive. I don't really know here at uh, the network, the High Studios Network, and that's my guy. That's the one who got us into this. That's that's uh, whenever I have a question, I ask him. And instead of being like, "Go fuck yourself," ask somebody else. You already know this. You already know to ask Justin. You already know to ask. Uh, Calvin, whoever the fuck, and I I don't know, I just ask whoever is in my phone. <laughs> he he just he just does it. He's a guy who gets shit done. And I, I was so thrilled for him that I and I know it has nothing to do with high studios other than he works here uh also, but it's a cool thing for a cool guy. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Brandon Blackburn. Yeah, and he's culturally culturally uh, refined. You know how I know that? Oof. Shut up, Dave. <laughs> how do you know? Because he's a pro wrestling fan. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. So he's into the ballet. Uh, you guys got to go to a ballet sometime. Wasn't <laughs> he just at the big one? What was it called? Yeah, the Royal Rumble. So uh, yeah, And where was that? that? That was in Houston, Texas at Minute Maid Park, mm. which uh, you know, wouldn't be the first time that they had uh, fixed events going on at Minute Maid Park. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, if you're a Dodgers fan... Uh, see, as a Tigers fan, and you and you lose to the Cardinals, and you lose to the Giants, it's like, well, at least I didn't cheat. The better man won. But yeah. if you're a Dodgers fan, and you find out 
the team you lost to was cheating the whole time? The fucking city. That's a kick in the dick, man. The fucking city council, LA City Council, took time out of their busy fucking day to pass a vote, like asking MLB to give the Dodgers the World Series from 2017 or whatever it was. I mean, that's a little eh. Yeah, I mean, we got 50,000 homeless people on the streets. Traffic's fucked. You know, the yeah, cost of rent's mean. through the roof. But, hey, at least if we can uh, retroactively bring the uh, World Series to L.A., yeah, let's uh, let's spend our time on that. God. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, that's a whole separate other issue. I mean, we'll get into that at some point. It's At least in Reseda, there's not a lot of homeless people. There's just a lot of impoverished people hustling. Like today, we walked over to the 7-Eleven to get our energy drinks before we called the Uber down here, and we saw these dudes with a truck full of oranges, and they're trying to sell sliced oranges. That's a hustle, man. They're working their ass off. Well, I should have bought some instead of being like, get the fuck away from me, but that's a hustle. Right. Well, that's the difference between poor people and rich people, too. You know, Poor people are out there hustling, trying to sell oranges. Rich people... Uh, are uh, worried about trying to get a World Series that they didn't even win. Uh, so you have to deal with that. <laughs> right, yeah. So you have to deal with that type of shit. Like, it's... If you're rich and or and or famous, that you've got a completely different set of rules that you operate in in society. Like, you can get away with more shit. So take Amber Heard, for example. That's uh, Johnny Depp's gal, right? And there was a lot of suspicion for a long time that there was some shit going on with her and him because he would, like, show up with these marks on his body. Uh, his Wait, like, like, like she abused him? Aren't they going through a divorce? Or No, they've been divorced for a while, but it's all just coming to light now, right? I, yeah, it's it's a whole fucking mess. But, like, in uh, the more you hear, the more you feel bad for Johnny. And there was a recording that got released recently where she actually admits to uh, abusing him. And, like... He on lost. the secret recording. Didn't she actually take that recording? Probably. I, you know, generally stupid people. Just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you're you're rich. And sometimes you become an actor. Sometimes you become president of the United States. And uh, oh, from the conservative himself. Well, I, well, I have to throw you a bone every once in a while because you're going to be in for another four years of Trump. So at least I can do is you know give you that. But Jesus, yeah. Thanks but, a lot, Brandon. Thanks for your charity work. Here's your tax write off. Uh, yeah, yeah, you should uh, write to the Vatican and have me put in uh, for sainthood. But so, like the thing with her, so she physically abused a guy. She completely alienated him from his friends, career, fucked his whole life up. He's he's a mess right now because of all this, and everyone was trying to bury him. And what's happening to her? She's getting ready to get a fat paycheck for Aquaman two. Like the movie's already been shot. And it's going to be released, and God knows she's probably getting what ten million. I'm so behind on the times. Let me just patch this all together. So he was Johnny Depp was married to this Amber, and they got divorced like four years ago or whatever it was. But she she was saying that he's abusive, and then yeah, the, she the tapes come out, and it turns out that they're both shitty to each other. But she's just as if not worse shitty to him. And she's getting all these checks from Aquaman too, which I didn't know, even know exists. I know I I've, I've watched Entourage. Yeah. And in that it's a it's a TV show about a fake actor who who reaches the big time once he stars in Aquaman, which hadn't been made yet. Yeah. So uh that's where my head's at. I'm like Aquaman too. So this is Entourage. But no, okay. So yeah, so yeah, what happens when you get caught being abusive and ruining people's lives when you're rich? 
Yeah, you, you get a, get another payday. You get another movie. You know what happens to the dude selling oranges out of his truck? Goes to fucking jail, probably loses his job. Uh, you know, good luck trying to find work now that you have a fucking felony uh, on your record for beating the shit out of somebody. You know, it, selling oranges off the street is going to be about the only thing you'll be able to do to make halfway decent money. Well, maybe that's what happened to them. <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe. I don't know, dude. Like, those, those people are, are, are working their ass off, and I got nothing but, you know, respect for that. Fuck yeah, man. Anyone working a shitty job, dude, you got to do what you got to do. And that's the funny thing. So you'll hear a lot about how the West Coast and L.A., it's all the elites. Oh, it's the elite coast. No, yeah. it's not, dude. Everyone here is fucking poor. It's like, you got to be rich in L.A. Or sorry, <laughs> you got to be poor in L.A. or rich in Winnipeg. Oh God! You know, and and that's you. Like, if you took dollar for dollar what you make here, what you make there, when you're trying to raise a family here, you could do on a fraction of the cost it does in in say Winnipeg or Colorado Springs or wherever the fuck. And a lot of people just mm, say, "Fuck it, I'm gonna live in L.A." because you're, you're paying for the sunshine, the, the women, the weed, and the weather. Right. If if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean. All right. So all right. Well, here's a question for you then. Let's say. That you can live in L.A. You, you, and you're given a million dollars. Do whatever the hell you want to do with it. You get to live in L.A. Or you can go back to Winnipeg, negative 40 winners. And uh, for uh, our uh, challenge listeners out there, negative uh, 40 is the same in Celsius and Fahrenheit. Challenge? That's okay. Uh, you know what I mean. Mathematically challenged. God damn it. Anyhow. So, all right. So you're in Winnipeg and negative 40 Wind chill, negative 60. I get it. It's shitty. Dude, I spent 12 years there. Yeah, I'm just reminding you. And, uh, but you would get uh, $10 million. So LA, you get to live in LA for a million, or you can go back to Winnipeg and you get 10 million. What are you doing? Okay, like automatically, I already have an answer, but let me explain it ahead of time. So a million dollars in LA gets you dick. You can maybe buy a house, but you're not going to be able to keep up with the property taxes in the time it takes you. Like you'll you'll die before uh, you'll die before that that money lasts you. Okay. Yeah. So a million dollars is you're not set for shit. Ten million in Winnipeg, you could live in a castle and have a moat. It'll be an ice moat, but you know, whatever. Like, have you seen the movie Frozen? Uh no, I don't have any kids, but I'll I've take got it. a two year old daughter, so I've seen it forty eight times. It's it's just like that. Like you can live in an ice castle that Elsa built while she was singing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they made a porn parody of that, so I've seen that. Does that count? Jesus. Well, I I mean, so, so you're following along? Okay. Uh, I gotta say, one million in L.A., but I would invest in uh I would invest in a tech company. I wouldn't buy a house right away. I would rent a house, I would rent a room and live in there and play PlayStation and let the rest of the money go into some tech company that's doing really well, looking for, you know, some low key investors. Okay. I don't know, high studios. Actually I don't think they're taking investors. <laughs> At this point they're like, We got we got the Valley Boys. Everyone fuck off. That's right. <laughs> it's a golden ticket right there. But no, I would I would rather be poor to to middle class than wealthy in Winnipeg. And that's not a dig on the people in Winnipeg. What makes that city is the people. All right. I mean, the best the best people on earth live in Winnipeg. I, well, right. There's a lot of shitty people there, too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, well, but, man, everywhere. like, you get... You, even the people that I disagree with, like Colin, who's always 
commenting on both of our shit. Like, <laughs> nothing that guy says I agree with. But, man, he's funny. So shout out to him. You yeah. know what I mean? And we get along because of that. We'll talk to each other about crazy fucking issues that we disagree with, like, fundamentally, radically disagree with. But it's all in good spirit. He even said uh, during the... He called the Trump victory, by the way, very early on. He said, <laughs> he's like, as long as Trump doesn't drop an N-bomb, he's got it. I was yeah. like, you're crazy. That was back when he was up against 17 people. Right. I'm like, no, no, he doesn't. He's like, you watch. This is the culture right now. And he's Canadian. Mind you, he's Canadian, but he's got a lot of American investments. He's got American business interests. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's Canadian, but he knows what the fuck's up. Well, well, right. And if you go back and like look at the times and what was going on, it was the right guy at the right t- time when there was a lot of backlash on the whole political correctness. It was the right party, obviously. And yeah, so you look at it, you're like, oh, fuck, that does make sense now. It was still, it was still a long shot. I remember that so well. I remember when he first announced he's running and, and you know, he's, he's saying what his platform is. And it was a big joke. And, and even I was like, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. But you look at how the election actually played out. It was a master class in uh, – he played he played chess. And he, and he just beat each individual opponent, and he also got extremely lucky. He did. Right. And the, but the, the, the two forces are what put him in the White House. Yeah. The biggest thing that, that put that dude in the White House is he went to the Rust Belt and Hillary Clinton didn't. Right. He, and I, I was listening to an interview with someone from West Virginia the other day. And they said, look, look, we knew the guy was a grifter, a con man before he came in, but he came and talked to us. He actually offered right. He us showed something. his stupid face. Here. Yeah, and he said, yeah, he actually uh, and Hillary didn't. Right, and that's and that's all it took in that that part of the world when you're uh, in that part of the U.S. You know, when you're worried about putting food on your table is your main concern. That's what that dude did. So, like, is he uh, what you would call classically intelligent? No, because he's obviously having trouble locating Kansas City, Missouri. But that doesn't mean he's not smart in other ways. There's no question. No question. And for everyone to call him stupid, he is in a lot. He is stupid in a lot of ways. The way that every single human being is stupid in a lot of ways. But what he's really intelligent in, people underestimate, and that's his greatest strength. That's what my dad told me. He said, "Your whole life, people are going to under- underestimate you." But guess what? That's your biggest strength. Oh yeah, he told guy- me that in high school, and it's been nothing but true. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. The guy couldn't spell cat if you spotted him the C and the A, but the guy's a fucking billionaire and president of the United States. So. Well, he's also like a, you know, he's a prince and he's had suitors and he's borrowed, what was it, sixty million from his dad that he never got back, according to public tax. But regardless, that, that would explain why he does so much business with Saudi Arabia. He's got a lot in common. <laughs> See, I'm glad that you're able to talk shit about him. A lot of Trump supporters. I'm not calling you a. I know you're a Trump voter. You did in the last election. But you're 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 fundamentally conservative, yeah. But I'm glad that you're able to talk shit about him because I'm I'm willing to talk shit about Hillary. Are you kidding me? Especially now, all she does she's rooting everything right now. She's going after the top candidates and 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 the bottom candidates, and laying out these these crazy conspiracy theories and bullshit accusations and like like with Tulsi, your girl, yeah, is a Russian asset. What a profoundly stupid thing to say. Not only that, but... Even so- if you believe that, what good does it do to say that? Number one, that's some conspiracy bullshit. She, she's an active member of the United States military. She's been in the military for 15 years, done two tours in Iraq, and she's still a part of the military to this day. So essentially what Hillary Clinton can, uh, accused her of is treason. 
Right. As an active member of the United States military working for the Russians. She accused her of treason. Whether, you know, that was the intention or not, that's essentially what she accused her of. And it was all fun and games when Hillary was doing it to, to Trump. They're like, yeah, you get the race. You get that misogynist. Fuck that guy. And then started doing it to Bernie. It's like, wait, what the fuck, Hillary? What's going on here? And you know why? Because... She got her fucking feelings hurt that Bernie didn't endorse her fast enough, so she decides to right. shit all over him, his campaign, anyone who would vote for him. Like, she's not even in the goddamn race, and she is still shitting all over the Democratic Party. The party that's supposed to be the opposition to Trump. We're not corrupt. We do shit the right way. And it turns out that they're—I'm not going to say that they're as bad as some of the shit the Republic, or Republicans have done, but that's pretty shitty to do to your own party. I agree. I 100% agree. And it's it's just it's so backwards and counterproductive. But if I may offer you a little bit of a concession speech, you were right about something. Jesus Christ. You'll never hear me say this to Brandon. But I will say Tulsi got a bad rep. I'll take it. If if you're one of those people shitting on Tulsi, explain to me in your own words. Not something that you Googled. Right, right. And in your own words, why she's a Republican, why she's, and I did my own research and it turns out that they're basing that on her taking a shit on Obama for not pulling out of Syria when he said he was going to. That was a major part of that. Oh, well, hell's bells. She's holding to her uh, platform of like going after people who are fucking warmongers, regardless of party. Country right. over party. Isn't that what we're supposed to be going after? I'll give you credit on that. Thank you. I'll, uh, shout out to you. I, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but- if you want to win against Trump, and this is this is actually Brandon's idea. I'm just going to recite it so I can get credit for it. Let, let's you see. need Bernie as the leader. Yeah. Now you take it from here. Who's the VP? Tulsi. Now explain get. why that's going to work. All right. Well, Tulsi was one of the very few people in the Democratic Party who was actually going on Fox News and trying to reach outside of just the Democratic base. So she was going out after the disenfranchised conservatives, Republicans, people that don't like Trump. And she has a very solid message that the rest of the Democrats didn't, primarily being we need to stop going to fucking war with everybody. We need to bring our troops home in places that they don't fucking need to be in. And that's the biggest thing that she offers comparative to what Bernie is offering together. They're the best package Democrats could put out in November. Man, you're not you're not wrong. And the big thing is she would attract a lot of those people that are in the middle, because like you said, those are the ones who decide elections. Yeah, the kitchen table issues, man. Like, I mean, it comes down to a handful of states like we in California. We're, we're up against the Electoral College. So someone in North Dakota, their vote counts by population, by how many electoral votes they get, three times what it is here in California. It, it That's so fucked. Yeah, so it, it takes 750,000 voters in California to equal the, the whereas it only takes 250,000 voters in North Dakota to equal one electoral vote. That's That's why that system is fucked up. Right, and I mean, that's going to change. That's going to... Hopefully one day, at least Elizabeth Warren, like I, I went down a rabbit hole on her and her biggest thing is, you know, she claimed to be Native American when she wasn't. And but her policies, man, I, I get behind 100 percent. And the, the crazy thing about the whole Pocahontas. Yeah. Issue 
And I mean, of course, Trump, of course, Trump is going to call her that. But the weird thing is uh, when, when she's talking to Native American councils about that and she got the DNA test, they were pissed off about that. They're like, no, 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 it hasn't. You Native American heritage has nothing to do with some fucking DNA test. It has to do with the way you're raised. And I would argue that she was sort of raised that way. Believe like her and her siblings were told and taught that they're Native American. And I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm not. I'm not saying she should claim that because obviously she's not. Yeah. But she's received no benefit from it in terms of her employment, college enrollment. Nothing was ever based on on her. Oh bullshit. No, it wasn't. Explain to me one case where it was. Uh, when she was a professor in college, she put down that she was, uh, when she was applying for a job as a professor, she put down that she was Native American. And then she claimed later on that she never fucking did that, but she did. Ah, well. Yeah. And then not only that, but she had that bet with. Uh, I didn't know about that. Well, there was a bet with Trump where Trump said, yeah, if you can, if it turns out that you're Native American, I'll donate like $5 million to any charity you want. So then it comes out that she's like one in 1,024th Native American. She's like, oh, well, I told you, Trump, yeah, feel free to send that. That was dumb. That was so dumb. Right. And she, she doubled down on it. She'd been using it to her advantage whenever it was convenient. But now that it's out in the public and everyone can see how fucking ridiculous it was. Well, it's because Trump said, take a a DNA test and I'll donate $1 million to whatever charity you want. That proves that you're Native American. And so she took the DNA test and it said, okay, you're Native American, but six to eight generations back. Right. Yeah. Which everyone is. Right. Everyone is. Yeah. Like. I'm more Native American than that, which is hilarious because I'm not. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't identify as that. I've, I haven't been raised with that. Nothing about me is Native American, but in terms of my ancestry and my bloodline, it, it only goes back maybe three generations or whatever it was, four maybe. I gotta check, but mm-mm, I don't have any right to claim that because I wasn't raised that way. I don't know shit about that, other than being the only white kid in my school in Northern Manitoba where I graduated from. Yeah. I'm not Native American. Oh no, my Native Canadian. Well, yeah, yeah. My uh, my ancestry is kind of like my liquor cabinet. It's a little diverse. You uh, you got the schnapps for the Germans. You got the uh, you know, Jameson there for the Irish. Uh, whatever the hell the Poles drink. I guess they can make some pierogies. But see, I'm impressed you're able to keep a liquor cabinet. I don't do that. I buy liquor to at, at, like as I go. It's like I'll buy this bottle and I'm gonna drink it, and then once it's done. I'll buy another bottle. Well, I'll drink whiskey like it's water, but every once in a while I'll get like a hankering for gin, but it's only like a couple drinks. I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't do this for another couple months. So it just builds up over time, not on purpose. Dude, that's what I had today was gin when we first got here. So last time we came here, we brought a bot- like a $5 bottle of whiskey, like <laughs> yeah. this shitty, it said Canadian on it, so Brandon bought it. Yeah. And it's just, it, it it's diarrhea fermented and put in, uh, they, they call it whiskey. So we come here with that bottle last week, and we drink the Crown Royal, the the good Canadian whiskey, and we leave that other shit whiskey here, and we come back, and that shit whiskey is half gone. So it's like, okay, so there's a quid pro quo here. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're bringing the shit whiskey, you guys are drinking it, and we're drinking your good liquor, and there's a big trade-off. And it's still in the liquor cabinet. We put it right back. I mean, I, I had a shot of it because I'm a masochist, and it was so disgusting that I, I almost puked and had to cancel the podcast. See, that's that's why you got to start out drinking shit and build up your tolerance, so that way you can actually enjoy the good stuff. I could do it if it's mixed with something, but I can't. I can't drink shit alcohol straight. No, sir. Oh fuck, Dave. Yeah, you know we we just need to build your tolerance up, is all. 
Well, I could drink Lucky Extra, which in Winnipeg is considered the dumpsterest of the garbage beers. All right, so what would you compare that to here in America? Nothing. There's nothing like it. It's, that, like not Four Loco, not Steel Reserve. No, Four Loco is. Uh, I mean, it's 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 comparable in terms of the type of person that buys it. Like, <laughs> instead of having your ID that says you're 21, yeah, you must have a phone screen that's cracked down the middle. <laughs> Smoking menthol cigarettes. Show up at the store in your pajamas. Yeah, All right. right. And that's that's it, it, it's like that. Couple, but Lucky Extra is poison diarrhea in a can. Oh Jesus, that's horrible. Yeah, whatever. That's cool. That's that's what we live in, you know. Good. Oh, something else I want to talk about. So just just change the subject. Just one eighty. So Hank Azaria. Pardon me if I'm mispronouncing that name. No, you're good. Uh, longtime Simpsons voice actor. He does multiple multiple voices on that. Also, shout out to Nancy Cartwright. I asked her to come on the show, and she didn't say no right away. She's like, let me know a little bit about it. I'm like, um. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dave's a little bit like Lisa. Brandon's a little bit like Homer. Right, exactly, yeah. Except we're both Homer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get real. It's funny how that works. Like Both of us, when we were 10 years old, we were the Barts. And that was during Bartmania. We were the Barts. Yeah. And then slowly, you just turn into Homer. Especially if you live in America. Now I got a little Maggie. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just weird how life turns out that way. Anyways. I'm still a fat drunk sitting at the bar pretty much every night. Right. But that's because you have zero responsibilities other than your own health, which, of course, you neglect. So why not just throw it all away? Well, if it's already in the shitter anyways, you know, like. <laughs> well, who is that dude who, I mean, this might be an urban legend, but there was some guy who decided, you know, he's retired and his retirement plan is to take whatever he saved, do as much drugs as he can, bang as many hookers as he can, and just drive down to Mexico and do that and, and then kill himself. And then when he's down to his last dollar in Mexico, he's like, uh, just kidding. I changed my mind. Yeah, I think I want to live. It, do, do you know what I'm talking about? Or is that an urban legend? Did that actually happen? Fuck if I know. I but the, it, Someone look that up. Someone out there with nothing better to do with their lives. <laughs> yeah, well, and the quote that I heard associated with that story, which whether it's true or not, is still hilarious. He's like, there's something about doing cocaine and banging hookers in Mexico that makes you want to live. Well, there you go. Maybe that's all you need to do. You need you need an awakening with cocaine and hookers. Kurt, oh. co Kurt Cocaine. You're wearing a fucking flannel shirt and everything. Anyways, Hank Azaria. Yes. So one of his many voices <laughs> is a poo. Okay. Which we know. Like, there's a big stink about that. Uh, there was a very big time comedian who was offended by that, and he made a documentary about how it affected him. And growing up, uh, people would project the stereotypes that they learned from The Simpsons onto him. And at first, The Simpsons was like, well, fuck you. I mean, they put it right in the show. Like, yeah. why, why dismantle a beloved character in American pop culture over... Now the voice actor is not doing it anymore. Yeah, well, and, and the quote that I read from him, was, and I'm paraphrasing here, but basically he's like, after, after I heard how it adversely affected people, he's like, I was kind of disturbed by that. He's like, I didn't think much of it, you know, like. Right. Yeah, it's just like, oh, someone's bitching again, you know. It's like jack-off motion. And uh, 
But he said, like, actually seen people talk about how it adversely affect their, affected their lives at some point. Like, he's like, I, I just can't do it in good conscience anymore, which, you know, props to him. Like, he seems like a solid dude. I don't think he was ever trying to piss anybody off. But, you know, that, that that's the way shit goes. It was fine 30 years ago, but, like, not anymore, man. Right. And that's fine. That's fine, too. Like, everything evolves. What's okay 30 years ago? God, could you imagine doing that? Not even 30 years ago. When I was in high school, you could smoke at a McDonald's. Yeah. Imagine doing that today. Oh, crap. Well, shit, yeah, 30 years ago, you actually had to go out to a bar or restaurant to try to get yourselves a date. Now we got fucking apps for that left and right. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Obviously, we've all heard about our Tinder ex or my Tinder exploits. So, <laughs> so I, I, How's I, that going, by the way? Are you still getting just nothing? And, well, not nothing, free range baboon. But I, I, I'm, like, I haven't hit. Stop saying that, man. I, it just, it makes me laugh, and I feel guilty. I feel like Hank Azaria. <laughs> it's like I shouldn't laugh at this. But it, one second about the Hank Azaria thing. What I will say about the Simpsons, in their defense, yeah. Sorry to just go back to that, but with the Simpsons, they, they go after every fucking stereotype possible. Like, who is the most? What demographic? Is the most made fun of on The Simpsons? Oh, it's easy. The American white male. All you have to do is <laughs> exactly. look at Homer. That's Homer. That's and that is the American white male is Homer Simpson. Yeah. For better or worse. I mean, like, there's a lot of good qualities about Homer. Yeah. It's not a bad ones. Yeah, loves and his that's the American man. every day. Yeah, but uh, he's, but he's uh, dumb as shit. Fat, bald, angry, drunk, swearing. Exactly. Yeah. And that's. I mean, groundskeeper Willie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's just hilarious. But Scott, right, but you don't hear any. Laughing. Right, you don't. Uh, whatever. I mean, I'm not trying to say you, you should be or shouldn't be offended by it. But what I am, I'm just observing, is I have yet to see Scottish people point out, "Hey, groundskeeper Willie, is offensive." Right. Yeah. Mar- marches on the street and all that. Or yeah. or any any other stereotype on the Simpsons. And there's every single character on there is based on a stereotype. That was the style of humor. In, in 1990, and they built an entire, they built an entire universe based on stereotypes. Like my dad, my dad's a cop. My dad's a very high-ranking police officer. Yeah. And you know who his favorite character is? Chief Wiggum. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh my god, yep. <laughs> He's like, it's not that bad, but it's yep. Yeah, bake them away, toys. And <laughs> that's not to take away from people that are offended by certain stereotypes. I'm just saying that it seems like it's it, it's only one character that people have a problem with when there's a whole universe of characters, every single stereotype, it's not even a stereotype, every single person, every, everybody is represented in that show. And you're, and well, you're the ass end of a joke, no matter who you are, you're the ass end of a joke on the Simpsons. And that's, that's why it's, well, that's why I always take. That's it, why it's so great. I, that's why I always take it with a grain of salt when someone complains. Cause you look and it's like, Oh, well just this one section of the show is what's allegedly offensive. It's not that there's stereotypes amongst different demographics, races, genders, whatever. It's just that my my the one that I happen to be offends me. So, but so you're you're saying that you're personally attacked, but that tells me that you don't care about the issue as, as a whole. That if you know the the Spanish bumblebee guy, or oh my god, yeah, right. right. I mean, like you, like. I but don't have see, you seen Telemundo? Well, oh yeah, multiple times. Yeah, they they got the novellas with the uh, with the ladies on there. But their... but that's what people would say about the Cindy. Have you been to a convenience store? Yes. And it's like, I the so we go to a specific Seven Eleven 
Brandon and I live 11 houses away, so we got the same 7-Eleven. And, you know, I, I'm a dumpster pig. That's where I get my dinner. And I go there, and there's there, he happens to be East Indian. Whatever. It's, what a coincidence. Yeah. And, man, that guy, he's got no patience for anyone. Like, if it takes me too long to pull money out, he's like, come on, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But I've seen that guy give shit to people. There was one guy in there, uh, you know, it was like midnight, and he's... He's walking around. He's got. He, he had one of them Hawaiian shirts on with uh, with all the buttons undone and just his hairy chest sticking out. And he's like fifty years old. Oh God! I thought you were talking about me for a second. No, no. This 50. is a, yeah, yeah. And like he he got a he got a Slurpee and uh, the the rude guy was scanning it. He picked it up and he scanned it and the guy's like, "Hey, why'd you touch it for?" And the guy's like, "What do you mean why did I touch it? Like I, I gotta scan it." He's like, well, I want you putting your hands on it. And the guy's like, it's on the outside. He's like, I want you putting your hands on it. And me being drunk. And like, you always <laughs> you always hear about these stories of people. I'm not trying to be one of those guys who's like, I stood up to racism. Yeah. But I was, I knew what was going on. I know yeah. he has a problem with him touching his Slurpee. You know me, I don't like people touching my food at all. But I got no problem with someone touching the outside of a fucking cup. Like, whatever. And I was drunk and I was just like. The guy happened to look like Mark Maron. Shout out to Mark Maron, brilliant comedian, amazing podcaster. Dude happened to look like him. And I was like, what's the big deal, you Mark Maron? Look at motherfucker. And he's like, he was he was also drunk. And he's like, well, yeah, you got me there. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, he, he took his drink and left. But I was standing there puffing, ch- puffing chest being like, don't be racist. I'm not trying to be like, oh, I was still up to racist. I was just drunk and... I knew what was going on. And the guy behind the counter didn't give a fuck. And the guy left, and he, and I was like, what a dickhead. And he's like, yeah, what a fucking dickhead. <laughs> and then that I, was it. That was, never, I, I don't mean to it. do the accent, but that was... Uh, anyways, I guess I'm just bad as everyone else. You were talking about Bumble. <laughs> yeah, so... So you switched to Bumble from Tinder. Are you getting any more matches? Uh, I, I'm not getting... Well, I'm getting about the same thing. It's more free-range baboons. Ah, stop, just, we I, already I, I, described... Stop calling women free-range baboons. Uh... Okay, so anyhow, no matter how accurate was, it is, I was getting free range baboons uh, on uh, Tinder, and I'm like, "Well, this is bullshit. There's got to be a better way to to meet someone." I'm like, "Ah," so I saw a commercial for the Bumble app. No, we saw we saw that commercial. I was there with you. Okay, because they're like, "Oh, there's multiple layers of Bumble." <laughs> oh shit, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were uh, there's Bumble BFF. Yeah, there's yeah. Bumble Bees. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, so it, yeah, which is weird. It's like why why not just one one app like everyone else? But I guess it kind of makes sense. But yeah, Bumble date still the same thing as Tinder. It's just people looking up to fuck. Uh, then you have a Bumble <laughs> BFF supposedly for friends, but the only thing on there is a bunch of gay dudes that are trying to pick up on straight dudes who might be willing to do some gay stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not I'm not laughing out of experience. I'm dude. I, no, no, that's not yeah. funny. That's not funny. That's not funny. Okay, well, uh, uh, tell me that it's not funny as soon as you're done laughing. I mean, it's not. So, Bumble BFF is a place for people. It's a place for people to to meet friends. Yeah. And you're telling me that yeah. that it's gay, gay, gay dudes, dudes trying to pick up on straight dudes who might be down to try some gay stuff. I mean, I've never used, I've used Bumble, but not Bumble BFF for that reason. Yeah. I got to say, you're right about that. If you're on Bumble BFF looking for a friend, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Like, yeah, you're, you're trying to get sucked off. I got to kind of agree with that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, universe. 
Yeah, so that, I mean that that that's uh, that's what I hear about it. But I myself would. Uh, and what's Bumble Business? You know what it is. Bumble Business is the same thing, but just under different pretenses. It's it's guys like he who shall be unnamed. But for those who don't know, a guy that I'm friends with, who, who he's a serial entrepreneur and also a serial pervert who just uses every opportunity to have sex with women and like consensual like nothing weird like that but he'll be like oh yeah like, like let's talk about business and then you go and talk about business for nine seconds and then he moves it on to he giving you the business right yeah <laughs> there you go Brandon. yeah but that's what it is that's what bumble business is it's like oh what's your business oh i got i'm i'm one of the ten thousand people who put in eight bucks to to start a sports betting app. Oh, let's talk about it at my house with my liquor. Let's get drunk. Yeah. See what happens. And that's what it is. And, and we won't have sex. We'll, we'll just drink. Talk oh, business. No we, sex involved. We said we were going to talk about this guy. But, yeah, that's his strategy. He's, he, that, 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 that's as much as I'm throwing out there. Right, right, right. Yeah, don't worry. We won't have sex. Anytime, ladies, anytime someone says, don't worry, we won't have sex, that's part of the fucking ploy. Right. This guy... Every time he's had sex, he starts off with, don't worry, we won't have sex. Consensual, 100%, but yeah, well, you know, you're know, you lured into a false sense of security, and that's kind of the way it goes. But here's the thing about Bumble from what I know about it. I remember a lot of people being like, so I'm poly, and I'm looking for more boyfriends. And it's like, say that again. You're poly, so that you know what that means, right? Polyamorous, not polygamous. No, polygamous is when you have multiple spouses. Usually, it's one dude, multiple wives, just because that's how the the Mormons, well, the fundamentalist Mormons. Yeah, but like generally, all under one household. Polyamorous, you like have different relationships, but they're all their own thing. They're not right, but they're all they're all committed to one person, right? And that one person is committed to multiple people, and it's like. I mean, I mean, again, if you put that in your dating profile, this is what I'm after. I'm after multiple dudes who will all be my boyfriend and they don't have girlfriends. And that's the way it goes. So they're whores. Well, they're more so, like more like skinks because whores charge money, right? You know what it sounds like? It sounds like someone who's bored in their relationship, but they don't want to break up with a person because they're a good you know, spouse, whatever. But. They want to get themselves some strange without actually breaking up. And this is their fucking workaround to it. Oh, definitely. 100%. Dude, like, I I was in a relationship with this woman who wanted an open relationship. And she, she kind of floated the idea. I knew what she was doing. I'm not that stupid. But she threw it out there, like, the idea of an open relationship. And I was like, fuck no. But then eventually it just comes out. And she says, I want an open relationship, but... The rules are I can have sex with any guy I want and you can have sex with any guy you want. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> wait, wait a minute. Yeah, which means like she gets to do it and I I don't. But get is a weird is a weird term and I I was just like no, that's that's fucking stupid. I'm not doing that. But you know, the heart wants what the heart wants. If if you want to go, I, if, I don't think it's a heart that wants something. Uh, I think it's a little further south. Yeah, you're right. It's a right. different throbbing organ with uh, blood flowing through it. Dude, a hundred percent. All right, we've been rambling for a long time. Let's uh, let's move on. So we've we've introduced a couple of different segments. We're gonna have to get to them next time. We had so many replies 
to the bad advice, which is awesome. We'll give you some bad advice next week, but keep sending in your situations that you're in where you need some advice on genuine advice. And we'll tell you what not to do based on our own real life experiences where we have fucked it up. So this is our one opportunity to make good with on all our bad decisions in life. That's just how we redeem ourselves. I mean, I put it out there on Twitter yesterday, just like what it just happened to be the day before we, we started taping and we got so many fucking replies. Um, we could maybe read one as a joke. Uh, but for now, we have um, a speed dating. We're going to do speed dating with Brandon and Dave. As of right now, I'm just making it up. This isn't a thing. So speed dating, because somebody asked us, what's the weirdest job you've ever had? Oh, God. Well, for me, that's an easy one. My time at the mortuary. I feel like that's why they asked it, because you, you started talking about that last time. So you worked at a mortuary? What, what happened there? Well, well, I spent six years total, like over the course, like on and off. But... So I started out just out of high school, uh, didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do with my life, and uh, I'm still there today. But uh, I got a job at a mortuary picking up bodies. So I would get a pager. Mind you, this is like 2002. So I had a pager go off. I'd have to call a number, and like, yeah, there's a body over at the hospital. Uh, I need to go pick it up. So I'd go do that, take it to the mortuary, put it in the freezer, well, fridge. Uh, yeah, bag, bag and tag them basically. And that was your job. 2002, you were what, 18? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I just graduated high school a few months earlier. So you had just turned 18. You turned 18 that year. Yeah, in June of that year, yeah. Right, because you're a boomer. Jeez, uh, I'm, I'm a fucking Gemini, Dave. Yeah, yeah, but you're a boomer. You're an old man. Gee, I, I'm June three, of 1984. I'm three fucking months older than you, you sack of shit. Yeah, okay, boomer. That's where the draw line between boomer and millennial is uh, between between my birthday and yours. I'm a millennial, young, hip, sexy, and you're an old timey boomer, born after World War II. No one cares. You know what? If I wouldn't break a hip getting out of this chair, I'd come over there and <laughs> stick my foot up your ass right now. Anyway, for- so the so the dead body that like that's what you did for work. Like that's how you made your money to pay rent was handling dead bodies. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, ultimately I did that for like about a year. And then, a year, uh, Jesus Christ! Well, and then, uh, then I got hired on uh, as a crematory operator at one of the. Oh my God! What? what? Crematory? Was it the mafia? Well, I fuck. I don't know. I didn't ask too many questions. As long as the paperwork matched up and we had authorization, uh, you know. It's like, why point, is this guy still bleeding? I, yeah. Why is he screaming when I push the on button? Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, that reminds me. Of, I, I I got so many fucking stories from this goddamn job. Well, that's not good. That's not good. Don't tell him on the podcast. <laughs> so talk about the job. Just don't talk about the job. Don't talk about the dirty, incriminating details. Oh, no. That, well, like this one doesn't incriminate anybody. I was at the hospital to pick up a body one time. And the, the fucking nurses that prepped the body to send it down to the morgue left a uh, IV in someone's vein. But they didn't fucking like fold it over and, and uh, you know, tampon on it off. So what happened is I see this fucking sagging part of the bag and i think oh it's just the fucking arm hanging off the table right open up the bag goddamn wave of blood like the shining coming out of the elevator (laughs) fucking hits the floor gets my yeah the bottom of my uh oh my god yeah dude gets in my shoes i'd barf yeah uh it was i I wasn't a happy camper i can tell you that fucking much but you know on the it did save us time from having to drain the blood down the road so it's like yeah whatever it's a time saver fucking gross dude Dude, that that yeah, and that was all before lunch. 
<laughs> so you went and ate, dude. That's like my dad. Not to, not to, like I'm not r- really supposed to talk about my dad, but he's a traffic reconstructionist, right? Yeah. So he's with the RCMP and he goes and figures out what happens at car accidents. And I'm just gonna say this part because it's out in public everywhere he goes. He wears a jacket that says traffic reconstructionist, and under it is a picture of a vulture. <laughs> and under the vulture, it says our day starts when yours ends. Where if anyone in the family wants to get mad at that, it's like, well, he walks out in public like that. I mean, and the last person to get mad is my dad. <laughs> sure. Well, well, and th- and that's the thing. People are like, how can you do that type type of work? And it's like, well, either you can or you can't. There's just no in between. But at the end of the day, to me, it's just a normal fucking job. So, like I said, I'll go do that, and I'll go uh, go to Subway and grab me a uh, fucking meatball sub, extra marinara sauce, and. Uh, then I'll finish out the rest of my day and I'll go home and grab a beer, watch a game like anyone else who works construction or an office job or whatever. Like, right. You know, the dead people don't bother you. It's the live ones you got to watch out for. Amen to that. Yes. I mean, my weirdest job, mm, so, someone has to do with that. I worked uh, security one summer when I was in university as a, uh, I worked security at a hospital. Okay. But I was in the children's ward where you think, oh, okay, nothing, nothing happens in there except. When shit goes south with yeah. crazy fucking parents, they're like, hold them down. I'm like, what? <laughs> and there was one kid, I mean, the poor kid, man, I don't know what the fuck he had, but he was quarantined and he had this little fishnet thing over his bed and everything. And uh, we had to come in and hold him down while he got his medication. And number one, I was just trying to hold him down. And not touch his sores. You know, we had gloves on, but I was also trying to move the blanket up over his little nine-year-old dick. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just poking out, and I'm like, buddy. Yeah. But, yeah, I lasted two months there before I was fired. <laughs> God, why'd you get fired? Well, nothing nothing crazy. I, you know, they, they make the, the shifts two days in advance, and I didn't get the memo. This was back, this was, there, there was a time... Where landlines were phasing out and cell phones were phasing in. Oh, yeah. And it was exactly then. It was like 2005. And I, and I didn't have my cell phone on when they called with the schedule, so I didn't know. And then I wasn't there at my shit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Dude, fuck those jobs, it's, man. It's not like right now. Yeah, I'll, where... I'll deal with blood in my shoes any day of the week over a fucking work schedule I don't know I have. Exactly, yeah. All right. So we're right low on time. Who's who's new in the room? We got, we got someone jump in. Mike. Hey, Mike. How's it going? All right, Mike at High Studios. He's one of the suits. One of the suits in skinny jeans and Nikes. <laughs> That's how they roll here. So uh, just to give a little bit of a, uh, um, you know, before we end, we got to do our hypothetical question. And it's not really a question. It's it's someone asked, what are the white trashiest swear words? And that's how you know they're Canadian, because they said swear words. In America, they say cuss words, yeah. which to me is white trash. But in Canada, we say swears or swear words. Swears. No swears. <laughs> yeah, even if you live in the trailer park in Canada. So what's your answer? What's what's the white trashiest swear word? Oh, fuck, dude. Easy. <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Yeah, go. I'm Fair a- enough. Use it in a sentence that's white trash. All right. Uh, When I leave the bar tonight... And take my cousin, my 1967 Ford pickup truck. We're going back on dirt road. It's uh, mud right now, and we're going to be fucking. I hear you on that. That's pretty way trash. But I got to say, shit. 
is the white trashiest swear oh. word. So that exact thing. Yeah. I'm going to take my cousin. I'm from Iowa, and my name's Brandon. My dad's Dirty Harry. Uh, I got a log beard, and I got a, uh, a shirt that has a bulldog on it and a, and a plaid shirt, and I'm at High Studios. And, oh, he's lifting his shirt up. Anyways, I'm going to take my cousin out to the dirt road and fuck her in the shitter. <laughs> Isn't that much more white trash? Instead of saying, because right now I got to go to the bathroom pretty bad. We've been talking for over an hour. Jesus Christ. So instead of saying, may I please excuse myself to use the restroom? It's much more white trash to be like, I got to go use the shitter. Oh, plus, people want to get you out of the fucking room at that point. Too, no doubt, right? yeah. yeah. That's, it's that's, like, go, go ahead, man. That's why Do Mike's in here clear. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, get the fuck out of here. Um, so, yeah, shit is white trashier than, what did you say, fuck? Yeah. I mean, fuck, uh, granted, okay, I'll give you this. So, fuck is very multifaceted. It can get in the realm of yeah, white trashier. Yeah, wealthy Beverly Hills fucks use the term fuck. Right, but shit, yeah, like, but even if wealthy Beverly Hills people say the word shit, like, y- you still can't really class it up too much. Because the first thing you think of is actual shit. So you agree with me? Yeah. Yeah, no, you no, you, you, you definitely, uh, you, yeah, it's you shit. won this round. It's definitely shit. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll Second give Second to damn. Because shit damn. <laughs> That's white trash. I, no I'm, one says shit damn unless you're garbage. I, well, uh, yeah, I've been drunk and uh, or damn shit. Yeah. Oh, damn shit. <laughs> yeah. Like you're trash. That's it. You're trash. Yeah, you got you got that pile of junk in uh, in the corner of your room, and your wife touches it, and I'm like, God damn it, why does she have to touch my damn shit? <laughs> no doubt. All right, let's wrap this dumb gu- donkey garbage up. Let's play a round of California man versus Canada man versus Florida man. We need a uh, full room participation. Fonz, Justin. Mike, we're going to play this. Just yell out answers as you hear it. So for for first-time listeners and for the people in the room, Brandon's going to read a headline, and you have to guess if it's in California, Florida, or Canada. All right. Well, let's get started with story number one. All right. A person in jail charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon after they threatened to kill their neighbor quote, with kindness, unquote, because the word kindness was written on the machete they used to stab their victims, said investigators. They allegedly cut a man with a machete moments after they were heard threatening to kill somebody with kindness, according to the newspaper. So is that going to be Florida, California, or Canada, man? All right, let's go around the room. Foz, what do you think? Florida. Florida? Justin? Florida. Mikey? Florida times three. Florida times three. (laughs) I'm also going with Florida. Okay, well, uh, we'll we'll keep your answers on ice as we move to story number two. All right. A family who claims a loved one was prematurely declared dead and then, quote, frozen alive, unquote, while trying to escape a morgue freezer has filed a lawsuit against the hospital. According to the lawsuit, the victim suffered a heart attack, a heart attack on and was pronounced dead by a doctor at a local hospital. The victim's body was laid out so the family could pay their respects before it was taken to the hospital's morgue. When it was placed in a refrigeration compartment pending pickup by a mortician, the body was found in a half-unzipped body bag, face down with broken nose and cuts and bruises to the face. Injuries family members said were not there at the time the victim was hospitalized according to court papers. So where the fuck do we think this happened? Florida, California, or Canada? Well, I mean, you're boring everyone to death. I thought it was just going to be the headline. But uh, let's go around the room again. Fonz, what do you think? 
California? Justin? Canada. 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 I'm going to go with uh, California. Okay. And finally, story number three. A teen got a harmonica stuck in their mouth. The teen managed to shove the instrument in their mouth, which stretched their cheeks. Then they couldn't remove it. Honestly, it's nature's wonder how that went in, said the teen. Before informing their parents and seeking medical attention, they decided to film their predicament and uploaded the video to the mobile app TikTok. Shocker. I did a bad thing, the teen explained in the video, which had 1.7 million likes. Also not shocked. I regret the thing I did, and you're wondering what that thing was. Well, I shoved an entire harmonica in my mouth, and it's stuck now. And whenever the teen took a breath, the harmonica would make a noise. After 30 minutes, it hurt, but then it was kind of numb, said the teen. Are we in Florida, Canada, or California? Let's go around the room again. Bonds, what do you think? California. California, okay. Uh, Justin. California. Cal California. So California across the room. Okay. Uh, I'll wait. I get. I get a guess too. Just let this page load. You motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna start stealing your goddamn phone, or I'm gonna shove it up your ass before we do this segment. One of the two. I'm gonna go with floor. Um, Come Canada, on, Canada. Okay. So, so my guesses were uh, the first one was Florida, California, Canada. What do you got? Uh, you actually hit all three on the fucking head. Do you know why? Yeah, because you have your fucking phone. I was cheating the whole time. God, dirty goddamn Canadians. You said you were going to be watching. You weren't watching. I was looking it up under the table. Yeah, you know what I'm going to push Trump for in the second term? To build a goddamn wall on the north border. <laughs> yeah, it all is Canada goose. Canada, it's not Canada geese. It's yeah. Canada goose is the animal. All of us Canada goose. We're just going to fly over and take a shit on the wall. No, we're no. I'm 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 also going to make sure that there's catapults at the border so that I can throw you in the fucking thing and you get to fly like a goose at least for a second. All right. Well, that's pretty fucking shitty of you to say. Well, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna build a wall around Iowa and keep you fucks in there with your dumb apps that you don't know how to figure out. Durr, what's Facebook? I'm from Iowa. <laughs> Anyways, we're over our time. We're the Valley Boys. I'm Dave Weasel. That's Brandon Collins. I'm very sorry about him, everybody. Sign it up from Beverly Hills. We got the Fonz. We got the Justin. And we got the Mikey. And fuck Brandon. Good night. Fuck yourself, Dave. All right. Sorry about that. All right.